Welcome to Karate Over Coffee, a podcast dedicated to all things karate. Join me, Shane McMahon, as I take you on a journey through my history, thoughts, and experiences in karate. Everything from growing up in a karate dojo, lessons I've learned from some amazing sensei, my personal tournament and competition experiences, to the highs and lows of running a full-time karate dojo. I'll also be speaking with experts and practitioners from around the world to give you an inside look at the world of karate. Whether you're a beginner or a black belt, Karate Over Coffee has something for everyone. So put your gi on and join us for some deep dives into the world of karate. Thanks for listening. G'day guys and welcome back to Karate Over Coffee. I'm your host Shane McMahon and we are into Season 3, Episode 1. If you haven't listened to any episodes previously, I'm a massive fan of karate, live in Brisbane, Australia, and my life revolves around karate. So today, however, we're going to talk about changing the perception, changing the perception of karate more specifically. So a few weeks ago, I received a, so I run Facebook ads like every other full-time karate dojo. And a lady um, uh, posted a comment on the Facebook ad that I was running a pub- in public. Now, I deleted that, uh, her comment, which I wish I didn't, but I did. But the comment went along the lines of, karate is a kid's martial art. It's not for adults because the ad I was running was targeting adults. So I, I do run kids ads, but I run adult ads way more. But um, so the ad I was running was more was aimed at adults, and she she wrote something along the lines of karate's karate's a joke, uh, karate is only for kids. It's a sporting activity. Uh, you should go and learn a real martial art. So every time somebody comments, I get it comes up on my Facebook. Uh, feed straight away so I immediately I deleted it and then I messaged her and what I've got here is we're going to run through what um, the conversation between herself and me luckily she was there online and we could talk straight away so let's get straight into it so uh, so I immediately just messaged her and said hey person so we'll call her Jenny. Hey, Jenny, I'm sorry that your karate experience wasn't great. However, not all karate is the same with a smiley face. She said, no, no, no. I used to train Chao Ga praying mantis kung fu. I spent three months in Belgium in the think of the martial arts world of the world. I'm not sure what she's trying to say there. Um, but I think she's saying that she spent three months in Belgium um, and part of the martial arts world, I don't know. And she said, you being part of this world, the martial art world, in even a small way, means that you know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, I didn't know what she was talking about, obviously, but then she said, "Her your belt system, especially the black, is the most overrated thing in martial arts. Young kids do it, and fat old guys do it. Brain a martial art. How did she know that I was a fat old guy? But anyway, and then I... Then I said, so you haven't done any karate or more specifically my style of karate? What martial art do you currently practice? And she said, 
I went for an interview for a sales position where training was provided. The man said, with my background, I could have a black belt in three years rather than the regular four. It's just a joke that a black belt that has a good reputation that it takes 10 years to claim you can be good at a style. Um, again, I don't know what she's saying. I, I think she's saying that a black belt should take 10 years and that it's a joke to get it in three or four. Anyway, she said, no need to try to sell to me. I've said everything. I I've said what I've come to say. And I wrote back, as I said earlier, not all karate are the same. You went for an interview with what I'm presuming would be Gokan Ru. If you Google them, you guys here too. If you Google them, you'll see what they are like. I don't need to add anything more to their reputation. There are 10 levels of black, not one. Shodan is the first level of black, and it means exactly that, first level. Black belt isn't the end, it is the start. Originally, black was the instructor and white was the student. But over the years, more colors were introduced and more levels of black belt were introduced. I've been training since I was four years of age and I'm now 41 and I am on my sixth black. So there is no mastery of karate, only continual learning. If I don't like Italian food, but have never tried Italian food, then my opinion about Italian food is worth zero. I may think I know Italian food, but all, all I can base my knowledge of Italian food is on TV, movies, YouTube clips, etc. And if I go to an Italian restaurant and I don't like the food, that Italian restaurant doesn't represent all Italian restaurants. So I was trying to think, of, trying to come up with a, a way to uh, give a bit of context into her opinion. And she said, oh, how I haven't missed the ego of martial artists. And I wrote back, I think it is your ego that is infl inflated. You have five minutes of martial arts experience, but are happy to throw around your opinion and experience, which, as we know, is very minimal. She wrote back, I really don't know why I'm bothering. Laugh out loud. Like I said, Talk to anyone in the real real world of martial arts and they will tell you the same thing because that's where I got from. And I said, I'm not saying all karate is good. There are many karate that is poor quality, like any martial art or sporting organization, but it doesn't represent all karate. And she wrote back, yes, I think I was hypocr hypocritical in saying that karate is no good, but... You don't know how much experience I have. Not just the three months spent in Belgium with a master, of course, and the time spent in China training with monks at the Shaolin Temple means nothing too, I suppose. Have you ever left Australia for martial arts? I was very happy for her to say this. So I said, my father was my instructor and he started in 1967. I've been to Japan and Okinawa more than 30 times. I lived in Korea for two years. Did a European European tour for three months. And she and she said, um, well, you've uh sorry, and then she said, Where is your studio? Um, that would be an awkward meeting. And I said, Well, come down, come down to the studio. And so and I said, My job is to change the perception of karate. As you said, the perception of karate is that it's a kid's martial art, and that is and isn't correct.
She said, you've done, you've done, that's, you've done it somewhere here. Extra commission for you. And I, of course, I gave her this podcast. So she's listening. Fantastic. If not, even better. So, um, and she said, it, it's only your calm that has worked. You got a little body, but clearly I don't mind that. Other people won't feel the same. I read, haven't, I, I think she's mean, I really haven't missed martial artists. Thank you for reminding me. So she says she's not training anymore. And I said, I, uh, I'm calm because I know with a smiley face. Kids karate is what is often seen on TVs, on TV and movies. Real karate includes throws, takedowns, joint locks, manipulations, strangles, vital point drugs, body conditioning, fingers to eyes, stand-up grappling, etc. These fun things are things you cannot teach to children. So when karate became a physical education subject in Okinawan schools in the late 1800s and early 1900s, the nasty stuff, fingers to eyes, were removed for safety. The physical education program was then exported to Japan in 1922 and from there it became popular in the world. Unfortunately, it grew so quickly that the instructors were teaching kids karate without understanding what they were teaching. So the punches to the body were actually eye gouges. The step to the left was actually a hip throw. All of these were lost in the teachings. So adults were taught kids karate without understanding what they were being taught. I'm on the journey to change that perception and educate. She then sent me a, a YouTube clip of a grading uh, of a Kung Fu school that she was training at. And then from there, I said, okay, thanks very much. And that was, that was the end of the conversation. But so that came up last week in the black belt class. And we started talking about the Pinan Kata, of course. Uh, so if you, <laughs> if you haven't, I don't teach pinan kata to my adults. I teach it to my kids, but not to not to my adults because this is going to go off a little a little off tangent here. But of course, this is my podcast, so everything everything goes off tangent. But so the reason I te don't teach pinan kata um, is all of the elements of the pinan kata um, that are worth anything are in other kata. They're in the Koshokun, they're in the Pasai, they're in the Chinto, etc., etc., etc. So that's the reason I don't teach the Pinan Kata to my adults. Uh, whereas on, on, um, in the black belt class, we were practicing Koshokun Dai, and then I started, um, then we started doing Pinan Shodan and Yondan, so they so they could see where the Pinan Shodan and Yondan got their techniques from. You know, we, we took parts of the cutter and, and and talked about that. And then this this sort of conversation came up about uh, the perception of, of karate. Um, and when we were looking at the pinan cutter and the correlation between the koshokundai, jinto, pasai, um, you can see you can see where the pinan cutter came from. And then we started talking about I'm asking question. Um, there are other kata like the taikyoku kata. Then it is, there are twelve versions of taikyoku. You have the taisabaki, you have the gekisai, and the fukugata. So these kata were created for the same reason as the pinan, the pinan to introduce karate into for children and and 
and kids and then and then from there um, further on. Um, and when karate went to Japan, there's no there is no bag work, there's no kumite, there's no hojiandu, there is no um, vital point strikes, grappling throws, kobudo. So there's no nothing other than the kata to practice. So they started creating more kata and more drills, more um, kion ido, kion, kion waza movements, and then upper block, inside block, outside block, side thrust kick, reverse punch. And you drill that up and down the floor because there's nothing else to teach. Um, you've got to, you know, the, the instructors are trying to keep the members, trying to keep the students interested and um, and, and progressing. However, what they're teaching is just fillers, absolute fillers, because there's nothing else to teach. There's, they don't understand what they were teaching, what they were doing. Um, you know, so at the, I feel it is important that we understand what we're teaching um, and how it has evolved and where it, where it's where it's come from. So when you when we're teaching adults, you know, teaching kids has its own rewards for sure. But teaching adults um, and being passionate about karate um, and understanding the history of karate, it's infectious. I see it in my adults' classes when I'm when I'm talking. You know, some are, have heard the same thing, the same spiel 50 times. Um, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, just another class. But, you know, that that is how I became so obsessed and passionate about karate um, is from my father and his, his massive um, passion through karate. Um, I didn't love karate as a child. I mean, enjoy the training and the competition and the camaraderie, but... Um, you know, I didn't love it. Um, or I loved rugby league, for example, but I just practiced karate because it just became part of, you know, part of my life. Um, but as I got older, and I can see it in my son as well now, he's nine and um, he trains and I make him train and he turns up and he never complains about training as such. But I know he, he loves rugby league more than, than karate. But just like myself, like I... I came came to understand more and more about karate and I loved it, loved it more and more. And now obviously I'm totally obsessed. Um, and then I, that is where I think we can, we can change the perception of what karate is. We can change the perception that karate was a sporting activity for children. Um, and if you look at, this is so crazy, but if you look at Japan, this is from my sensei in Japan, they consider karate to be a sporting activity for children. And if they want to learn a self-defense, if they want to learn a combat sport, they go do boxing or kickboxing, something like this, not not karate. And that's where, you know, karate is uh, Japanese, Japanese is karate, karate is Japanese. Um, and, and even the Japanese public see karate as being a kid's activity. Um, so... It it is it is really crazy how how karate has has sort of evolved from being something brutal to something to being a sporting element for children, and that is the perception of of adults. When an adult inquires about training, um, so 
you know, Freddie calls up and says, oh, I'm interested in learning more about karate. I immediately start saying, great, have you done any training before? Like, oh, actually, I'm inquiring about my son. Oh, okay. Well, the good news is we teach kids classes as well. So I'm always trying to trying to get adults to train. At my dojo, we are, we have about 250 members um, in, in my dojo here. And about a hundred of them are adults. So it's, what is it like 60, 40 split, something like that, 70, 65, 35. So we would have, we would be one of the larger karate schools that have adults um, in, in Brisbane, if not Queensland, uh, if we're talking traditional karate and whatever traditional karate is, but you know, white uniform um, or black uniform and proper karate syllabus. And the only thing we teach is karate. We don't teach uh, Aikido or MMA or um, Jiu-Jitsu or whatever. So, um, so I'm constantly trying to get adults to train. We have a family class. We actually have three family classes on a Saturday where we have kids and adults that train at the same time. So parents and kids can train at the same time, not together, just at the same time. So you've got... Um, we've got, we had to create three classes because we'd have 40 people in each class and it, it is, it's, it, it's mayhem, it's bedlam, um, which, but it's awesome because adults are training and learning more and more and looking at their kids and helping their kids. But also I've made sure that the syllabus is totally different. Um, the cutter are different. There's, there's not many crossovers with the cutter. We do one cutter, which is the same, which is raw high. Um, and that says paying homage to my dad. He he loves that cutter. So we've we've um, we teach it in both the kids and adults. But um, in the kids classes, they focus on mainly sports karate, um, confidence building, strength, those sorts of things. And the adults focus uh, on on self defense and older style Okinawan karate and kobudo. Um, and so. Changing the perception that karate is for for kids is high on my agenda. That is, <laughs> karate is yeah, well, karate is for kids is high on my agenda. And um, every time I talk to somebody, I'm always talking about karate and what karate is and what karate isn't. Um, there's, I mean, there's also the door element of karate as well. So if you're looking at karate just as a combat sport, you have things like um, the, the Lerda Matita, um, uh, who who brought karate into the mainstream with the UFC and GSP and uh, Chuck Liddell for a, a, as well, a lesser extent. But uh, now you've got the Karate Combat. And if you haven't already checked it out, the, the unofficial Karate Combat show is on YouTube. Check it out. That's mine. But the way that Karate Combat is, is, is starting to become more and more popular People are looking at karate maybe in a different light, um, but it's not just the the combat sport element of karate that is, that um, you know that, that is becoming popular, but also the door, the, the karate door aspect. Um, the mm, how do you say door? What is doorway? The way of life, the path, uh, the, the budo element of karate as well. Now I don't. I'm of the opinion that uh, it is the door was added. I mean, it was added later, but that idea was added later as well. Um, whereas the original 
karate, if there is a, such a thing, the tode, taudi, bote, uh, matsumurate, whatever you want to call it, um, purely, purely, or didn't have any any door. I, I don't think it did have any door. But as karate door is becoming more popular, I I really have started to embrace the the door element. The you know, um, looking inner rather than everything about, everything is about fighting. You know, it can be about um, making you a better person as well. Um, and that can be the repetition of of punching and moving as, as well, um, as well as, you know, the self-defense part of karate. But when you're comparing UFC to karate combat, for example, I mean, if you can, if you can compare them, uh, the respect shown between the fighters in the karate combat is is way more evident, um, and that's probably because of the karate background. You know, the, the bowing and the respect shown between the two fighters in the UFC, mm, it's not so much like boxing. Um, I'm not saying that karate combat don't have that sort of narrative with the fighters, uh, but it's not as evident as as UFC. But um, but whenever I am speaking to somebody. I'm always speaking about karate, which is pretty much 24 hours, seven days a week. Um, I'm always talking about karate for adults, you know, or just change, trying to change the perception um, that it's a kid's activity. And the um, I, I know there are some um, who don't want to talk about karate, and I, I get it. After a certain amount of time, you stop talking about the activities that you do like if you do crossfit you tell everyone that you do crossfit if you ever meet a crossfitter I'll tell you everything about crossfit um, um but i think after a while like when you first start karate maybe you do that as well you, you talk about karate and you try to get many more people then after a while karate becomes part of like part of you part of your lifestyle and and people who know you already know that you do karate so why talk to other people about karate but for me, I'm always continually talking and, and trying to change people's perception that karate is for, for kids. Karate can be for kids too, but karate can be for adults. You know, we I, I try to keep pushing, pushing, pushing that angle that karate, karate is for adults. Karate is brutal. Karate is lethal, and karate is beautiful. Anyway, guys, um, welcome back to season three. And as always, don't forget to hit subscribe if you haven't already. Refer some friends, let people know. Uh, if you have any questions, let me know. We'd love to hear, hear some feedback. Anyway, take care.